can you imagine losing over 200 pounds? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Well, I have got a treat for you. Stay tuned because Lori is with us and she's going to walk us through the whole process. And by the way, I believe you'll be able to relate to a lot of it. Stay tuned. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Codred, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And it has been a minute, as they say, it's been a minute since I've had a guest on here because you guys know I do not like having guests on. I just don't. I don't like having guests on because normally they got crappy cameras. They got crappy audio. They got kids and dogs running through the background. They don't show up on, you know, they just like, I just don't like it. But I, I, I was, I lucked out. And you lucked out because today, you guys, I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say the spoiler alert, then I'm going to let Lori have the, um, I'm going to let Lori have the floor, but guys, we got Lori Stobart here and she lost over 200 pounds, went from three, I think it's 203 point something. And it's like 350 to 150. Like it's, it's this astonishing weight loss in 18 months. And guys, we're, we have not talked before I started this, I specifically didn't tell her she's brave. She's a brave woman. I did not tell her what I didn't give her a list of questions. I didn't even ask her what she was going to say, but I know her well enough that she's going to be fine. But I want her to talk to all of us from her heart. Take us back, Lori, to before when you were over 350 pounds and paint a picture for us. Cause unfortunately a lot of our rebels can, um, relate to this. And so can you take us back to the beginning and, and I'm just going to let you have a floor and talk to us, share your heart with us. Tell us the, how, what life looked like and morbidly obese. Well, I was my highest weight that I know of was 355.4 pounds. I'm almost five, eight, not quite anymore. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I shrunk just a little bit when I was losing weight. So life was hard. Everything's super hard at, I mean, even 300 pounds, but 355 pounds. And I I travel quite a bit for work. So I'm schlumping through the airports and I'm sweating by the time I get to the terminal. And I'm trying to be strategic when I get on the plane, not to bump anybody. Trying not to spill, you know, into the next seat and just make sure that, you know, I'm kind of discreet when I ask for the seatbelt extender. After probably a couple times of flying, asking for the seatbelt extender, I bought one on Amazon. And yes, they do sell those. They're like $15. And you can just get a seatbelt extender and you could just pull it out of your bag and you can use it on any airline. So I did do that. <laughs> have it somewhere. <laughs> Haven't used it in a long, long time. I was just really tired whenever I would get anywhere too. Because once you travel somewhere for work, you have to be on point. I was giving, I was leading presentations. I was giving meetings. I was inspiring um, our engineers that I work with to, to do the things I need them to do. And by the time I would do all that, I would just be exhausted. So I didn't have a lot of gas in the tank for those kinds of things. Um, 
I, let me stop you. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I want, will you describe a little more about the airplane? So you're saying like just walking down the aisle and getting into your oh, yeah. seat. What, what did that entail? Like your hips would bump into people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just looked at my measurements and I wish I would have taken my measurements at the very, very beginning when I started in June at 355, but I didn't, I didn't take them until September after a few months after I had lost 40, almost 50 pounds. And it, I was uh, 56 inches <laughs> in the hips. Today, I'm 35 in the hips. And you would uh, not only do I have a backpack, and I've got my carry on, and I'm trying to, you know, maneuver those, I mean, that's hard enough as it is. I'm trying to make sure I'm not swinging and bumping into people as I get on the plane. And then hopefully, I'm not next to someone else who's as big as me, because we're just going to be you know, we're going to be touching legs, <laughs> be spilling onto each other. And that did happen a few times. So it's, it was really, really hard. So really a lot hard. of anxiety when it came to flying. Yes. A lot of anxiety, a lot, lot of, of anxiety. Pain. I knew it was going to be tough. And pain of the, the, the sidearm, the armrest that they would put down and it would, I've heard that from people who are morbidly obese, oh, yeah. that they would, it would cut into your thigh. And of course it's, you wanted to leave it up because I gave you more room, but it wasn't fair to the other person. It's not, it's not. And I'm sausaging my hips inside this little seat, especially if I wasn't in first class and you're just, you're just really uncomfortable. You can't cross your legs. You can't do anything. You just are sausages in there until the plane lands. And that's really it. Was I was going to ask you about standing up in front of people in your presentation. So was this em embarrassing? Were you self-conscious or you're like, this is my job. I'm powering through. I have always been pretty self-confident, but you know, when you're that big, you only have so much, you know, and I try to look professional, but I'm sweating. You know, I'm up there sweating and I know they can see it because I'm just I'm nervous and I don't want them to see. Th it's it's all those little things that you don't remember. Like I'm just sitting here thinking of the things as I would I would stand up in front of people. I've always been fairly confident. I actually majored in musical theater, so I've always been in front of people and on stage. I'm not in that business now. I, I work with a bunch of engineers. And I'm a national operations manager, but I certainly had to stand up and, and portray myself in a certain way in front of the engineers to get them. But I'm, you know, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm just, I'm just uncomfortable because I've been also sitting in the seats in this conference room that I don't fit in either. And that is, you know, we have all day meetings. So it's digging into my, I mean, I would I would go to the restroom and I would have marks on my legs because of where the, the chairs had dug into me. And I would kind of, you know, when you walk into a room and you're like, oh, I got to spend, you know, six, seven hours in this room um, in a meeting, you're looking for the whitest chair so that you can actually fit and be somewhat comfortable. What about restaurants? Going into a restaurant, did you look for a certain seating style? I did just want to make sure that uh, no booths, it's really, or if you did, your stomach was going to touch. So mostly chairs. And then it's looking at the chairs to make sure it's doesn't look like it's, you know, about to fall apart. I've never had one fall apart on me. Thank goodness. <laughs> but I mean, it could, it, it, it could have. Wow. So it, what about pain? Did you have pain in your body, pain in your, in your hips, your knees, your legs, your back, your cervical spine, any pain caused from your obesity? 
I had a decent amount of lower back pain. I was lucky enough not to have any knee pain, really. I had some weird shoulder pain, probably because I'm a side sleeper and that's a lot of weight to sleep on your shoulders on your side. Um, I had, I wasn't diabetic. I was, it was high. I was close. I did have high blood pressure and I had a lot of optical migraines actually towards the top end of my weight. So I don't know if anybody knows what optical migraines are, but you, you literally have like flashing lights and you can't see you're, you're blind <laughs> and there it's brought on by high blood pressure. So, and it lasts maybe 15 to 20 minutes. The first time it happened, I, I was freaking out. I didn't know what it was. And they're like, oh, it's just from high blood pressure. But it started to happen more frequently. So I'd have to excuse myself from meetings because I couldn't see anything. For And I knew it was only last for about 15, 20 minutes. And I haven't had any of that for well over a year since I started Code Red. No of those flashing migraines? Oh, my gosh. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Well, that's fairly, that, that doesn't sound like like fibromyalgia. It doesn't sound like you had a lot of pain. You lucked out. Like you said, you hadn't had diabetes. It was coming for you, but you hadn't gotten it yet. hundred percent. And so what about just everyday tasks, getting out of bed, getting dressed, uh, things like that. Hated putting on clothes because trying to find dark clothes. So I'm hiding as much as I can. It's not any fun. Now it's great. I can walk in my closet and I can fit into anything and I could put anything together and it's fine. It doesn't matter. I mean, just even getting up and getting ready by the time I was done with that, I'm sweating because I'm just so, I'm just so heavy that it's just so hard. And then, um, you know, finding pants that fit when you go to, to stores and all of that was, was difficult. So what, was your turning point walk take us back tell us what it was that it, you're like the like my sister carrie the roller coaster story when she got stuck on the roller coaster and they couldn't you know do you have a roller coaster story <laughs> i don't actually i was told i was picked to be a part of um an international travel um so i was gonna for work and i just it was gonna be in uh Rhinoc. And I was going to spend a week over there. And I vowed it was I knew I had about a year before it was going to go. So I was in executive board meeting and they were like, definitely your picture going. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is a great opportunity, but I'm not going at 355 pounds. I want to be able to experience my surroundings and be there, be present for what it is and not just hope I've got enough gas in the tank to get through a presentation. I really wanted to experience it. So I started. I well, okay. I actually should back up a second. I found Code Red. It just came up on my my social media feed, probably because I've tried everything under the sun: Weight Watchers, Brightline Eating, pretty much everything. And I was like, "Well, what's this? I'm just gonna. I'll see what this is." You know, another thing, of course. And I I signed up in June of 2022. And I wish I could say that I gave it my all that first month, but I totally didn't. I followed some of the rules. I did some of the water, but I still lost like 15 pounds that month because I was 355 pounds. Uh, And then at the end of that month, I was like, okay, we've got to get serious. You know, this, 
this date is coming up. It's looming. It's a year ahead. This We've got to just do this. So I signed up for the July takedown and I was all in since then. So I do count June because I did start in June, but I can't say that I was like, I didn't, I watched like half the videos and I, I can't say that I, I gave it my all, but starting in July, July 11th of 2022 through uh, December, I'm still going obviously, but um, I am in maintenance now. But that so 203.2 as of this morning is what I've so lost. So you took the trip because the trip was in a year and it's been over a year. So you took the trip to Europe. Yep. So that trip was actually moved up to March of 2023. So I was down to 230 pounds by then. So it was it was a good trip. I was able to experience it. We did a lot of walking. You do a lot of walking in Europe, uh, of course. But I was able to do it without too much of an issue. Even at 2.30, it was different than 3.55, of course. And I just remember thinking on the plane right there, on the plane right back, and even some of the things I was experiencing, I was like, this would be such a different trip if you didn't start when you started. Such a different trip. Yeah, it would have been just awful. It would have been awful. It would have been miserable. Um, what- it would have been miserable. Let me ask, I meant to ask this earlier because I'm trying to ask in order, but I, I just thought of this. What, why were you obese in the first place? What started this whole thing? I don't really know. I think that my, my dad's side of the family is obese. A lot of them are overweight. So, you know, you could say some of it's genetics, some of it's the way I was brought up. I had lost actually 125 pounds before COVID through Weight Watchers. So I wasn't clearly at um, a goal weight, I was probably about 230, which is where I was when I went on my my trip. And uh, COVID hit, and then I didn't have to go into work and nobody could really see me. I was hiding behind screens, you know, so it just and I just ate and ate and and I'm a big proximity eater, big proximity eater. So there is nothing in this house that is not code red. Yeah, it cannot cross the threshold in the house. It just can't. Man, that's that's just crazy. So you you're losing your weight and now and I and and you've been in our VIP program, coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP. You guys see me advertise it all over this podcast. It's in the it's on the it's on the the title cards, it's on the micro videos I do. And that's how Lori lost her weight. She was with a coach who sent her daily messages that she turned her weight in every Friday, that she showed up for the meetings and you have shown up for meetings because partly you were in my VIP group when I had one and you showed up and you even flew to Idaho and showed up for one of the VIP breakfasts, which was such a huge like treat. <laughs> and and I got to see you in person, which is rare because I don't have a lot of events anymore. And so this was this was pretty. Uh, you did you did the grind. Can you talk to us a little bit about the grind and faith in the middle? Because you were grinding for a long time. A long time. That's probably that's what's tough is, and I guess I I could say even to to bookend it. Um, Christmas last year, I didn't feel. Like I wanted to bake, like I wanted the cookies. I, I mean, I was head down, blinders on, screw everything else. I'm doing this. Water, meals are done. It doesn't matter what's around me. This year it was harder because I had my last eight, 10 pounds to, to do. 
So it wasn't, and I think that's how I just kept going. I didn't look at the 200 pounds that I needed to lose. It was just 10 pounds at a time, just 10 pounds at a time, 280 to 270, 270 to 260, 260 to 250, just 10 pounds at a time. So it was that last 10 that I was like, um, what, what do I do now? So this last 10 has been, I knew I was going to need extra support for this last 10. And maybe it's just because I have talked myself into needing that extra support at this stage. But because I had just, I only was looking at it 10 pounds at a time. There wasn't anything after this. And there is, there's maintenance. So I'm really excited to, to get going on that roadmap too. Yeah. Bite-sized, bite-sized chunks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Try not to, I guess if anybody has over a hundred pounds or 200 pounds to lose, try not to look at it as a whole because it's, you will, I mean, you're not going to lose it in six months. If you have that much to lose, you're going to need to do this for the rest of your life anyways, but it's not, it's too daunting. It's too daunting. I remember when I started because uh, the first day I really, really started at work, I had an all day meeting. It was an executive team meeting. And, you know, getting up and going to the bathroom is, you know, it's a little like it's, it could be considered rude. It could be considered rude. And I was like, I could have let that stop me. And I could have started the next day or said I was going to start the next day. But I probably would have not started for another month. And I was like, no, I was sick of tolerating it. I was done. I just kind of I was like, look, I'm doing a thing. I'm probably going to get up and pee just to let everybody know. And it was not a big deal. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. And ever since then, it's been, I have never missed my water. I, the water I thought was probably going to be the hardest thing. Easiest thing. Mm. Easiest remind thing. me, remind me after this podcast, we will, I will check your water and make sure it's the right amount for where you are at goal. Cause I don't want to make, <laughs> I want to make sure we do it folks. We do adjust your water down. Cause when you get VIP coaching, you get coaching with all the coaches in a group and they're going to help you, you know, they're going to give you the support, education, information, and love. I know I'm, I'm talking a lot about VIP, but you guys want to know how Lori did it. And, and this is how she did it. So talk to me about how people treated you when you were obese versus now. I'm super curious. I know that, that when Abby Acuff worked for code red, she would tell the story about um, people that would say mean things right in front of her in public. Did that ever happen to you? And then how is the difference between now being where you are now versus back then? I never had anybody say anything mean. I'm not after high school. I mean, there were there were mean things that were said then, of course, when I was I was heavier. I wasn't as heavy then, but I was probably 50 pounds overweight in high school off and on. I would say that. There is a difference in when I walk into a room, though, and maybe it has something to do with my own perspective. But um, I've had some I work with mostly men, mostly um, about 80 percent of our workforce is men engineers. And it's it's interesting the level of. Not attention probably isn't the right word, but attentiveness that I receive in in meetings and presentations, there seems to be more of a of a focus. I was, I was always treated fairly. I was always treated well, great coworkers, but it is, there's a different level of attentiveness now I've noticed. And I know that because people keeping your body down to um, uh, the healthy weight and stuff, you have to earn it. 
you can't, you have to work. I mean, all of us have to work every day and Lori will have to work in maintenance. She just got into maintenance. She's just freshly going through the roadmap and uh, we will be there with her every single step of the way to hold her hand. We are not throwing you to the wolves guys. We don't just say, Hey, there you go. Cause we have a weight regain problem in this country. And that's what we don't want to have happen to Lori. So we're going to make sure she gets through maintenance, but you still, you earned it. And Keeping the size that you are, when you walk into a room, when 88% of this country is overweight, seeing you like this, yeah, they know you earned it. And I can totally see why you would maybe get a little more attention, a little more respect, a little more just almost being taken more seriously. It is. It is. It's not It's not in a, a gross way or something that's, you know, sexual in any means. It is. It's just more of it's. it's a respect. It feels more like a respect to me. Mm, I like that. Now, I think that you just knowing your whole journey is the epitome of my favorite word, which is momentum. You had momentum going. Did you ever lose the momentum? And I'm not saying like, like YOLO, tell us about all the times you screwed up. Cause I can just tell you right now I screwed up in prep. I, oh, I made lots of decisions, bad decisions in prep. And when I was doing my eight month transformation, get on bodybuilding stage. So no judgment, but did you ever screw up and lose momentum or oh. did you, did you do the whole time? I, I can't say I was perfect. I mean, I don't, if somebody does this for 18 months and they're perfect, woo, I want to talk to them. Uh, but I can count, I can count on uh, within both hands, how many times in the last 18 months that I have gone face first into, and it's, it's always been things that are code red. Cause I only have code red in the house. I didn't stop by a Dairy Queen drive-thru. I didn't get, you know, a, bag of chips and salsa. I didn't go to McDonald's and grab fries and, you know, a Coke and a cheeseburger. It was, you know, almond butter and, and cashews. And, but I've gone face first in those kinds of things. I mean, I've even taken almond butter, rolled it up and then rolled it in Lakanta before the monk fruit, which is delicious, <laughs> but I have way over eight, but I always got right back on it either that evening or the next day. I never let it go for more than a day. Never. And I think that's probably been the biggest, biggest key is, okay, you screwed up. And in the past, I have I am someone who can be black and white. So, well, I'm off of the rails. I'm just going to go ahead and have, I'm just going to go to Dairy Queen and give it. That is probably, that I would say that's what I've done in the past with other programs. With this, it's just been, okay, you screwed up. Let's get back on. You know what to do. So do it. And keep going. You didn't get dragged behind the wagon when you fell off. You just got right back on. That's just, that's right just back on. what scares you about maintenance? Maintenance. Yeah. Just maintenance <laughs> in general. Maintenance scares me about maintenance. I've never been able to maintain it, but I've also never been in a program that had an entire roadmap in maintenance either. So I, I feel like I'm surrounded. I feel like I'm supported, even though I'm just getting into the first first bit of that roadmap. Um, there's a whole community that is rallying behind me and supporting me. And I mean, if if you're not finding what you need in Code Red, you're not looking, I think. So as long as I am looking for it, I will find it in the maintenance group. And I know I know that's that's what's ahead of me. Hmm. We say that people are much slower to lose the weight off their mind than their body. Have you, I, I brought you up a lot publicly. I, 
I say your name publicly because I use you for an example for so many things. I'm just so incredibly proud. We all are in Code Red. I, what about seeing yourself? Are you, is your, is your mind catching up with a 200 pound plus pound workout, uh, weight loss? Is your mind catching up with that? Or do you still reach for the size 28s? I don't reach for the size 28s. I don't have any of them left in my closet. That's probably why. But when I, I hold up my size sixes, I just, every time I'm like, there's no way these are going to fit. I still think that <laughs> I'm in a, a small medium top. It's just looks teeny tiny. It just looks teeny tiny to me still. So when I pull them up and, you know, I put on a size six blazer the other day and it fit perfect and it just looked way too small. And, you know, I have a sister and she's like, just try it on, just try it on. And it, and it fit fine. So I'm not quite there. It's still catching up. I'm not reaching for the 28s, but I'm not, I'm not purposefully reaching for the size six either. <laughs> not yet. Do you walk down the airplane aisle and still turn sideways or have you gotten used to your new body pretty well? I did catch myself doing that the other day and I'm like, what are you doing? You don't have to do any of this. I'm fine. <laughs> I yeah. do. Yeah. I, I did catch myself doing that the other day, but no, don't have to anymore. What about reflection of yourself in, in a, in a, uh, a store window? Do you, are you, are you like, uh, kind of all shocked sometimes when you see it? Sometimes, sometimes shadow. Uh, I saw a shadow of myself the other day. I was like, oh my. I mean, it was just, it's, it's just still, I'm still getting used to it. You're right. I mean, it does take a long time for the mind to catch up with the body. I don't remember if you have kids. Do you have kids? No kids. Oh, okay. Nope. Just, just bird children, just dogs. Yeah. Are you married? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've been married for 16 years. Yeah. 16 okay. years. Yeah. <laughs> How has it been with family around you? Have, have you had, has, I mean, has your spouse been supportive? Have you, um, has the family been supportive or did you lose some friends over this? So did you have the, you know, putting down strong boundaries? Did you like, was that rough? How did it go with people, friends and family around you during this whole thing? That's a great question. Uh, my husband was has always been very, very supportive. Um, he is also eating code red food. He doesn't have a home study or anything, but I would say he's going by 10 pound takedown rules and he's lost a hundred pounds <gasps> as well. What? Lori, what? Yeah. Yeah. Lori. <laughs> oh my God. He was, he was 301 and I think he's, he's like 198 right now. Yeah. Lori, so just oh osmosis. It was, and he was still, you know, whenever we would, you know, go out to eat, um, he would still kind of get a drink every once in a while. But about six months in, he was like, can I get one of those 40 ounce Code Red bot water bottles? I think I'm going to start to drink the water. And then he started to ask for double veg when we were out instead of the potatoes. And and he's like, oh, it's so easy to get 200 ounces of water in a day. So it was just, it just, I think he saw that I wasn't stopping and that this was what we were going to do. I'm making my meals. If you want the same kind of food, you can have it too. Otherwise you can fix your own stuff basically. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, I love all that. We love all this, this food. I mean, all of the food that we get to have is amazing. So it was a no brainer. I just weigh and measure mine and he gets the rest. So I don't bother with his. Doesn't matter. He's, he's lost a hundred pounds. I would say the rest of my family is supportive, but I think they're also leery that I'm not going to keep it off. My, 
Uh, it was over this. So this is pretty personal, but I think I should probably say this. It was over the summer. Um, we were at a July 4th get together and my dad was there. My brother was there and I come around the corner and my brother said, oh my gosh, there's like half of you there. And my dad said, don't worry, she'll find the other half. And I love my dad. And I, I don't think he meant what it sounded like by it. I'm also kind of glad he said it at the same time because that kind of stuff is just fueled my fire because I'll show you. Okay. Okay. Challenge accepted. So that was, that was hard to take. Yeah. But other than that, you guys, you've done pretty good job maintaining boundaries. Yes. A lot of work dinners, but no alcohol. I don't, you know, I'll just, I'll just sit there and drink water. It's not a big deal. I do get the um, obligatory, oh, just one bite. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> uh, or gosh, you're still not drinking any wine. You know, it's the, it's those kinds of things. I still get some of it, but I'm so used to it at this point. I'm just like, yeah, doing a thing, doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. So looking at your future, what things have you been dreaming about or maybe you didn't let yourself dream, but have you had a dream of what you would do if you, like, I know you came to the Code Red retreat and you were able to zip line and yes. um, you were well below, obviously you were almost to maintenance and you were uh, just fine within the weight limit. But uh, was that something you always dreamt of? What other things have you always dreamt of doing? And now you can do freaking anything. Yeah. I mean, just, just anything. So, I mean, just one year ago, if I had gone to the retreat in September of 2022, I wouldn't have been able to zip line. I, I was over the weight. So anything, just getting into, um, you know, any ride, I'm okay. I doesn't, I don't even have to think about it anymore. That kind of stuff doesn't take up any of my brain space anymore, which I think is huge. I actually just had a second international trip through work. We actually went to Cali, Colombia and I know it was really, it was really great. And I actually majored in Spanish too. So I was able to use some of my Spanish when I was there, but I was able to experience the the place for what it was. Like they were talking about, well, we're going to get up tomorrow morning at 6am and we're going to hike to the mount up to the top of Las Tres Cruces. And I'm like, let's go, let's do it. Yes. So got up, we hiked to the top of the mountain. It was really hard. It was really sweaty. It was very humid, but it was, it was so great. I mean, the view was wonderful. There was maybe like five of us that did it out of a group of about 20 that went. And then we had meetings all day. And then we actually salsa'd all night until midnight. I mean, so I had the energy to do all it. And actually we were up at 5am the next morning to get on a plane to come home, but I was fine. I wasn't dragging. I mean, it was, I was probably running on adrenaline at that point. And I wasn't, I was drinking water at the dinner when we were, we were, had a salsa lesson going on. It was, it was fantastic, but I would never have been able to experience that or probably have been even self-confident enough to experience it in the way that I did. So it's, it's, I guess not saying no to the next adventure would be what I'm really, really looking forward to, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. That's amazing. So I, Here's here's the here's the question, because I know those of you watching, some of you, some of you are on your journey and you're doing fine. Some of you are in tears right now because you has everything that Lori's saying is real is is resonating with you. So what would you say to somebody 
who's on the fence about trying it, who's starting off, maybe failed bariatric surgery, who's starting off, who's thinking about doing a 10 pound takedown, like all these things, but they don't know. What, what would you say to somebody who was in your shoes back then? Two things. We all get what we tolerate. So as when you no longer are willing to tolerate something, that's when things actually change. So when you know, everybody says they should do something. I should save money. I should spend more time with family. I should eat this. I should lose weight. But it's when that should turns into a must mm -hmm. that is when things really, really change. And you and Carrie did a podcast on burning the boats. And what better way to take the island than to burn the boats? I mean, there burn the boats. And the second one would be you find what you're looking for. If you walk through the world looking for evidence that you don't belong or a program isn't going to work for you because Codra doesn't understand how much of a sugar addict I am or they don't understand my health concerns that I have and how long I've been battling with them in my specific scenario. If you're looking for those kinds of things, that's what you will find. You will find that every time. But if you're looking for something that will work for you and there is no, there is, there is only this and it turns into a must. This will work for you. You just have to burn the boats. You have to do it. You have to, to trudge through and to figure out the different and the coaches are here to help as well to, to help navigate if there are different concerns with, with those who have bariatric surgery or those who have, you know, a deeper level of health concerns and have been battling with those for a long time. The coaches are there to help walk people through that and to to help navigate the right path through through eating like you should on Code Red. Wow. Anything else you want to add to that? I know there were a few things that you wanted to make sure that you added. Those are the two big ones. I would say for those, maybe one more, maybe a tip for for yeah. when you do go off the rails. Because there is going to, you know, for those who have to lose 100, 150, 200 plus pounds, you are going to be doing the grind for a long time. That I actually started to to keep a failure journal. And I know you're not supposed to write down your failures. You know, you're supposed to have a gratitude journal. And I'm all for gratitude journals. Um, but I had I'd come across an article once and it was like, write down those things that that's a failure to you or a disappointment. So if I did go off the rails, what was it that? that did that and you're supposed to write it down and then you leave two blank lines below it and you set a timer in your phone for 30 days and you come back to that first line after 30 days and you write down what you learned from it. What did I actually learn from it? Um, okay. I went face down in um, a bag of cashews or a whole canister of cashews. What was it that was going on maybe before that, you know, was it was I doing a, a large presentation and I didn't feel prepared or or was it going to be a family gathering that I knew I was going to have to see all kinds of relatives? You know, what was it that really maybe was that kind of trigger that that set you off? So after 30 days, write down what you learned from it. And then on the second one, it should be you should set another timer for six months. And this is where you go back and you write down how you how you grew from it. Like, what was it that was the big growth from it? Like, what are you doing differently at that point? I would say because I've had 18 months, I started to do that early on. So I was able to identify some of those those key things that would trip me up or that I knew would cause hiccups. 
And sometimes when you're in the moment and you go face down in something, you don't know why. So being able to write it down and then come back to it when it's not such an, a high emotional thing that's in your head, you're able to look at it a little more objectively and say, gosh, I think it was because of this. And that that has really helped me. And I think that's going to help me even through maintenance and beyond. So in the VIP program, your coach will send you uh, two to three messages a day to your phone in real time. And I know that you were with my group for a while. What were the most helpful style messages or the ones that I because I never know what to say, but in the coaches are always asking me this too. Like, we don't ever know if what we're saying is helping. What were the ones that, that would help you? All of them. I mean, all of them, just being in our ear and just check your water. All right, get, get your sleep routine going. It's just, and I know you probably feel like I'm saying the same thing every day. How can this be helpful? But I mean, I, I think even a lot of rebels think that how, how is my story any different from somebody else's? I've lost the weight and regained it. I've lost the weight and regained it. How many rebels have that same story? But being able to know that you're walking through it with other people and you're all doing the same thing, there's something to that. So I think just everything, sometimes you would get honest because we just, you could just tell from our weights that, you know, we weren't on the plan like we should have been and some, and you know, and we needed it at those times. So all of it, I know that's not really a good answer, but all of it. We'll just keep, we'll just keep doing it. The girls will just keep, keep, and I know that I've shared failures with you guys in the group. I've shared, um, I know just last night I was, I was heading over to my mom's. I was hungry because it was late. I've been traveling all day and I was hungry and I already finished eating hours ago. And I was like, I'm going to have my mom fix me some tacos. And I was like, Christy, no, you can't. So I have the same thoughts that you have. And I know I went down to the hotel lobby and got six pieces of chocolate out of the bucket they had sitting there. So, and I told you guys about it. I mean, like, I just always want to be transparent and honest with you. And it's like, we ain't, we ain't so different. You and I, so this is, this is good. I'm glad that that's helping. Well, I, um, I can't even tell you how much we appreciate you. And I know that you don't run your own company. I was going to say, how can we promote your product, Lori? Like how can people (laughs) find you? But I don't even know if you're even on social media or you are. I am, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not super active or anything. Yeah. Not for your, yeah. Well, you know, you, you guys, we have the code red network. We have YouTube. We have, uh, we have Instagram. We have, I have TikTok. We have lots of Facebook. We have lots of ways that you can always, always reach us. If you ever want to reach us, you can find me. And then I answer my own DMS and, and I'm sure if you have a question from Lori, for Lori, you'll just track it back to her, uh, and be able to ask her. And I'm sure she'll be helpful about, you know, with that. So I'm just, I actually, my mind was wandering a little bit, Lori, cause, um, when you were talking, I was like, I if she want to be a mentor for us i'm like how long do i need to wait before i can have her after this (laughs) okay good all right right Uh, ron our podcasting guy is like christy you cut that out no ron just leave it in (laughs) you guys we hope you enjoyed another episode of rebel weight loss and lifestyle uh what a tremendous story of over 200 pounds lost sometimes a lot of you guys are thinking that's impossible that you can't do it we're here to tell you yes you can it just needs to hurt bad enough so if you are ready get a VI. If you want to skip to the front of the line, get the VIP. If you just want to start, then start with a 10 pound takedown, start somewhere, but we can help you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to rebel weight loss and lifestyle. If you are looking for some hardcore accountability to get and keep this weight off, look no further because I've got VIP connection. 
This is the ultimate connection to me just short of me sleeping on your couch. You're going to get three daily messages from me in real time directly to you. You're going to submit your weight every Friday. We're going to go over it in a weekly meeting on Sunday nights, and I'm going to give you feedback. You'll have access to a monthly VIP breakfast with me in Boise, a monthly VIP supplement box, access to any workshop, any PDF promo that I hold for that month. You'll have access to the ringside membership. And best of all, you'll have a fully customized nutrition program written just for you. We're talking about over $3,000 total value for $3.97 a month, and you can cancel anytime. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP to check that out.